Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. And like I said, this is where Leanne can swear. And No, I don't do that. Uh, we really appreciate your time because we know how busy you are. So I just thank you very, very much. This, this is actually the best time of the year for these things because it, it, when it comes to disasters, you know, well, until you have a, you know, until you have one week before Christmas, but a tornado a week before Christmas, which, yeah. you know, yeah. is, is a change. But generally, this is the slow time of the year for the next couple of months um disaster wise um so it, it's good time this is also a lot of time where we're doing our our planning for the year um with employees now and the more employees you're doing your you know um you finished your annual reviews now you're working on their 20 you know the 22 2022 objectives i rolled those out last week to the to the organization of what the goals are for the organization and how that'll cascade down to what their role and responsibility is and and what they need to do and working with their supervisors so uh, you know trying to get the employees involved in the whole process and have it you know to where it's not just me you know coming up with things um and uh letting them be involved but you know for for us as an organization you know this is this is the the growing pain side of every organization i think you find that has you know you know, you, 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 you asked me five years and, and I chuckled a little bit uh, on that question about what the, what it looks like in five years, because every time I've tried to set out what I think it's going to look like in three years, you know, within a year to year and a half, we are already surpassing or, or hitting what I think it would be. And so, um, as I tell my people, I, you know, I, I put out, I put out, you know, those thoughts of what I think we should be in the future. But I don't put don't say it's going to be three or five years, because every time I tried to put, hey, this is our three year sort of lofty goal or our three year vision, um, we seem to surpass it. And I haven't had one that's gone more than 18 months, I think, since I did it. So um, I generally focus on a one year, what I want to accomplish in the one year and then more of a, a lofty, you know, a lofty goal such as how do how does operation barbecue relief take what we do now and how can we make impacts in, in the fight on hunger on a nationwide basis you know um that's not a five-year goal that's to me that's a goal that will never ever be met but do it's you, one you so um jose jose andres pardon the interruption um he does yeah. what is it feeding america I guess it is or whatever. Yeah, well, he works. He's with all it's over. World yeah. World Central Kitchen is Jose's organization. And, and we've worked with them on. on oh, you have. You know, That's great. Masters, um, whether it's in the same parking lot and, and help them out. I mean, we were in the same parking lot for, uh, you know, 
the first week, I think it was when we were in Lake Charles in 2020 um, after Hurricane Laura. Um, and, and frankly, you know, um, what people don't realize, I think a lot of people think like we compete. We're not really in competition with, with World Central Kitchen. Their, their program is much different than ours. They're going out there and sort of taking it to the streets. They're taking it to the people they've got. You know, they have a lot of food trucks. They have some bricks and mortar restaurants that they partner with and, and they get food out through. Um, we're more of a bulk, you know, bulk meal provider. Uh-huh. We don't, you know, we will do, you know, drive up food lines and stuff. But our meal orders start at 50, you know, uh, you know, a full pan, if you will, uh, of protein or, or sides. Um, so, when you look at what we do, we're all trying to do, you know, our part and, you know, they, they can, they can operationalize smaller little units all over the place because they're working with individual, you know, companies or individual restaurants or food uh-huh. trucks where we're, we're coming together in more of a, what I call a, a, a hub and, and spoke approach where we have this big, you know, mass kitchen set up in a parking lot with all with everything there where we can scale, you know, what we need to right there in a parking lot and then work with organizations that are going to deliver it out to the different communities and, and, and get it where it needs to go. So what's the, um, the picture of the, you've got an eye of a hurricane on the wall behind you. I think that is. And what is that? Which one was that from? That is hurricane Dorian. My daughter painted that. Uh, oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> that was in what 2019, so three years ago, um, when Dorian hit, um, she she painted that off of off of you know there was so many pictures of it on TV of it coming in. So one day she was sitting there and she loves to paint and everything, and she brought it over to me and said, "Hey, you know, this is for you." And I was like, "Is that Hurricane Dorian?" Uh-huh. And she was like, "Yeah, I just thought it was really cool." Uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I hang that up there as, as, you know, one of the reminders, plus, you know, I guess at the time she was what, 13 when she did that, she's 16 yeah. now. Um, so I thought, you know, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty cool, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and, and, you know, I'll tell you where my mind's at. I thought it was a fish in the, in the stomach of a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's the thing is, is, I can see that. I can see where you good. I, I, okay, so I'm not losing it. <laughs> I can see that now. Sure. Um, uh, now that you say that, with the green and the, you know, yeah, like the, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we we need yeah, to talk. Yeah, she definitely. Yeah, she definitely has. Uh, you know, she's got the imagination. Yeah, yeah. Next thing she's going to tell us is how she's going to. She was imagining how she's going to get that fish in that cast iron skillet of her. Yeah, yes, you know, and yes, and do that. Yes. Stan, well, what's the what's the? Um, sorry, Leanne. Um, no, go ahead. What brings you the greatest joy? I asked you that two or three shows ago, so that's been four years, but. Uh, that has to Boy, change you know, too. You know, it, you know it, 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 I still get the immense joy of, of you know, the, the thank you from somebody that hasn't had a hot meal that comes up and wants, that feels that they have to let people know 
you know, the difference that I was making in their life. And, and that still brings me a lot of joy. But um, with with the, the new barbecue classes that we've been doing and what we our barbecue basic um, class um, two years ago, I got to do one of the one of the very first ones. And uh, um, since I helped create sort of how how it ran, you know, one of the things that we do is we have a mentor program with that where we'll bring in pit masters and even, you know, chefs that like to cook over fire and have them mentor a team. And generally there's, you know, four to six teams in, in, in there and they're made up of four to five people on each team. Well, we were in, I was down in San Diego at the Veterans Village of San Diego. And uh, I knew that this program had a lot of opportunity to help people. But when you have a kid, you know, that's, he, he was probably 28, 29, 30, you know, he wasn't 30 yet, um, years old, um, has, you know, served, served uh, his country, came back and with the PTSD and everything, got into drugs, alcoholism, um, and, and to even be at the Veterans Village, he had to clean himself, you know, get clean and start working towards the ability to even plot, apply and go through a, a vetting process to get basically a little um, apartment. Well, you know, knowing those things and that's who who's going to be there at, at your class gives you some perspective, but it doesn't, it, you know, um, we were the first night, you know, we ended the first day um, after breaking down a whole, whole prime rib, you know, primal and showing them, you know, showing them how they could do their own and how to cut it and, and, you know, the whole parts of the, uh, you know, of it, we, we, they got to go back and they got to cook their own, you know, ribeye for boneless ribeye for dinner. And I'm walking around my team and they're doing all theirs. They've got them all seasoned up. We're talking about the seasoning. We're talking about the cut of meat. We're talking about how much you want to put on there, all these things. And, you know, I was talking to this kid and, he didn't want to use much, um, you know, salt and pepper. He and uh, he explained to me ever since uh, he, he, you know, has gotten clean and all these other things. He's had such bad acid reflux that he he is a very bland, you know, person now because hmm. so much of it affects him. And we were talking about different things he could try and stuff, and and so I came back around and you know. He's sitting there with like, you know, a little 18 inch Weber and got his going on there and uh, it had grill grates on it. And he flipped that thing and he had this perfect cross hatching for a person that's never done that before. He had this beautiful thing and I came over there and I pulled out my phone and I took a picture of it. And he's like, he he, he looks at me and I was like, I got to tell you, for somebody that's never cooked on a set of grill grates, somebody that's never, you know, really cooked more than a couple of steaks in his life you know this is absolutely gorgeous looking i mean this is picturesque so i'm taking these pictures with him and the kid gets like tears in his eyes he said will you take a picture with me and we took a picture holding this steak up you know and took a selfie and he goes i gotta send this to my mom i gotta yeah i want her to see my progress and that's when I found out his mom's the one who turned him in for the drugs and alcohol. And he went to jail uh. for two years because of it. Um, and, but he wanted to prove, he wanted to show his mom. He was so proud of how it looked. He wanted to show his mom how much he had improved, how far he had come. And it just hit me like a, like a brick. 
because I'm like going, this is the same thing as that person that, that receives that, that, you know, that hot, hot barbecue sandwich that hasn't had a hot meal in, in, in a couple of days. It's the same kind of an emotional response because this kid, you know, found something that he didn't know he would ever find. And to be able to share that with, with his mom, to be able to share that with people and uh, to see his emotion from it, you know, that just, that just helps validate what we're doing. Out sure. There. Mm-hmm. And I think the next step is going to be when we have these classes, whether it's, it's, we're, we're doing a paddle fishing tournament and then we're bringing them those, those paddle fish up and we're, we're, you know, showing them how to clean them. We're showing them, I mean, it's an ugly ass fish, but <laughs> it's good eating. It's good eating. And if we can, if we can show them how to do something that, I mean, they, you can catch them for four or five weeks a year. That's it in, in the state of Missouri. So it's not like there's a huge window or opportunity to catch these. Right. Fish. So, um, but as we continue to go, I was talking to, talking to one of the chefs that'll be doing some work down there. And uh, he's like, yeah, I really hope I have an opportunity. And he was telling me, you know, how, you know, today the salt crusting that people do and Mm -hmm. the cooking methods, you know, he was talking about, you know, old time cooking methods from like the 14, 1500s that were like the first encasing. And he talked about, you know, you, you take your parchment paper and you fold, you know, after stuffing your fish with some herbs and stuff and, and seasoning it a little bit and you have it in parchment paper is going down to the lake and, and pulling mud right from the lake and encasing it, the whole fish in the mud and then cooking it and and give, having the same similar, I should say, um, you know, kind of a cooking method to that that salt encrusting. Right. But That's it's what wild. people did yeah. before they ever had salt, you know. Um, and then other live fire cooking methods uh, that you find in other countries and, and stuff that my team's like, hey, you know what? We really want to build, you know, have this five foot deep hole that we fill with, you know, rocks and, and wood. And then you <sighs> lower the big, you know, now they use big pans, you know, but they literally have those pans now. And they showed me some videos that, you, know, you have 25 pounds of food on there. You know, you have rice, you have, it's a one pot meal, but it's cooked in the earth, um, you know, for hours. Right. And, uh, you know, you're, you're like, you know, that's something so unique to be able to, you know, have a group experience. You, you don't expect them to learn how to cook that way, but you expect that it adds to all their ideas of what they could do and live fire cooking and cooking outdoors. And, you know, I mean, I built, I built a outdoor kitchen over the last two years uh, next to my barn. I added a, a whole, a lean to along the whole side and that's my whole outdoor kitchen and, and area, you know, area for, I mean, my son's probably used it more than I have with his friends down there, but that's part of the reason that I have it is, sure. is that it built to bring that's people great. together. Yeah. Yeah. That's all good. Um, one thing I don't think I've ever asked you, and I, I want to wrap up with this, Stan, is how many times can people go through the line when you're, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I, I've done some, not, not a, like you have, but I've done community things, you mm-hmm. know, 
like that. I got I got roped into a deal in Seattle a few years ago where the uh, Alberto people were going to uh, launch their they're very much into hydroplane racing. Okay, and so the last Alberto direct son uh, was still involved with the company and they they had this huge hydroplane and it must have cost them two million bucks to build this thing. Okay, they got the news crews there. They got the helicopters. I was told that I only had to cook for like 30 or 40 VIPs. Well, once you put that on a live feed on a news helicopter and they told them where you were, it, it came 20 fold that. And we kept having people that were, and I, and I felt I didn't say no, but they kept coming back through the line. They were hungry, you know? And, uh, So anyway, I just wanted to know. We've never turned anybody down that comes through the line. You know, um, you could look at it one of two ways. I I, I feel during that time, um, if if people are willing to sit and and most of our time that we've been doing things, you know, especially last the last two years is we don't allow them to get out of their car. We do a drive through line. And we'll put, you know, how many to, how many to go containers and, you know, we're just filling up, you know, clamshells and, and putting meals together. Sure. How many do you need? And we've had, you know, people come through for one. We've had people come through saying, hey, you know, can I get can I get 12 meals because I'm going to take these back to my neighborhoods because I have neighbors that can't leave their home because their car was is under a tree or, right. you know, scared to leave their home because that's all they have. Um and so we've never turned anybody away and, and, you know, I get, they're like, Hey, should you just limit them to four meals? And they're, you know, I said, why? I said, you know, you can look at it one of two ways, you know, either you, you have to be right with God and, and know that when you go up there, he's going to know what you've done in your life. Or we can think it as, as far as karma is concerned, if you're not, you know, that, that, you know, biblical you know person and, sure. and believe and just said karma's a bitch and uh, you know if if you're going to go out there and you're going to be taking food that you don't necessarily need especially when we're going to do it the next day and the next day and the next day um it's going to come back on you and um i i'll, I'll feed i'll feed nine, nine of those people that are being that way just to make sure that i find the one family that needs it and that actually that actually started in Joplin, that, that, that exact question that you've asked and, and everything, because we watched a group of people, um, the parking lot we were set up in, in Joplin, Missouri, had a Ryan Steakhouse back then in, in the parking lot. And uh, we saw a group of people pull up. It was probably day four or something. I mean, there was still a boil water band, so there was really no restaurants even open. Um, but here's a guy, or here's a family. Um, that goes up to the door, tries to go in. Then they read the note that says, you know, it's closed till further notice. And, and they walk across the parking lot and get into the food service line at, at us. And a lot of our volunteers and stuff back then saw them and they were, you know, you know, several of them were like, Oh, I can't, I mean, these people. And I said, yeah. how do you, you don't, you don't know somebody's situation. Why are you assuming that, that they don't need this because they went over to Ryan's. Maybe, maybe they, that was the first shower they've taken, you know, and, and been done, you know, with for days now, maybe it's the first opportunity they've had 
after digging through their life in, in their yard, trying to find things that they decided they were going to spend a little money to go have a little bit of normalcy at a restaurant to find out that there wasn't one. You know, there is a, it's a humbling feeling to have to go stand in line for, for a meal. Yep. Um, and, and there's a lot of people that have a hard time, you know, doing that because they are so humble and they don't want to, you know, they're like, well, there are people that need it worse than me, you know, even though they lost just as much as the other people did and or more. So, you know, for us, that's always been, you know, I'll feed, uh, you know, and and that's exactly what I said. I said, I'll feed nine people just like that to find the Mm -hmm. one that needs it. And it's not for me to determine whether that person was to need, you know, needed no. or not That's between, between them and them and God, or, you know, it's between, you know, karma's a bitch again. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, they I'm work- not out there as judgment decisions. I, I'm out there to feed people. Uh, karma and the big boss upstairs, they work together. Trust me. Well, absolutely. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. They do. I should have asked you this, Dan, in the regular show, but how do people find out more about uh, Operation Barbecue Relief and yeah, how know, can they help you if they want to? You know, the, the, the best way to, to, to learn about what we're doing and, is to follow our social media. Um, we, we've, we've, our social media has never been this good. Um, and uh, I've got a great staff that works at um, so whether it's, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even LinkedIn from the business side of things, um, we, we, everything goes on. So the, the, that's the best place to find out what we're doing, but then you can also go in and register as a volunteer. So you can, you know, you can get other updates, like if we're coming to your area, if we have an event there. Um, and, and that's, that's the other way to do it is, um, it's really easy. I mean, you could go on to, um, if you're an iPhone user, you could go on to the app store and just, uh, input OBR volunteer. We have an app that, uh, um, you could do everything from the app register for an account, um, go in there and, you know, there's, there's several steps, you know, we do a background check, uh, um, you know, we we do uh, we have an arbitration agreement that we have them agree to and some things like that, um, but that's you know out of uh, our growth. I mean, we we has necessitated that we have a lot of companies that support us. We have a lot of companies that come out and do volunteer days, and uh, you know as, as we've grown, um, the realization that you need to know who's on your site with you, standing yeah. next to somebody. You, mm-hmm. you it it's unfortunate that you have to do it. And that's probably one of the biggest pain points where people complain about, Hey, I just want to come out there and volunteer. And I said, that's great, but you have to understand, you know, you're not going to want to stand next to a, 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 you know, an ax murderer or, you know, a pedophile or Mm -hmm. some, you know, a a violent, you know, felon. Yeah. And, and we have to know those things so we can manage that to ensure that we don't have people like that. Um, but that's the number one pain point that we see for the volunteer opportunity sure. is it, there is some steps and hoops to jump through. Um, but for the most part, those are the best ways to, to find out what's going on. And, uh, you know, and when people see that there's a disaster happening in their area, um, they can then 
go over there to see, you know, hey, are they even watching this? You know, do they know this is going on? Um, some of our best our best intel is from our followers out there to say, hey, I don't know if you've heard about this, you know, this small town that was just hit by a tornado or that's being flooded. Sure. Uh, so. Well, and, you know, they could be standing next to a serial fish slayer when Leanne is there. So, you know, they could do that, too. Stan, thanks a lot. Um, yes, thank it you. goes without saying anything uh, we can do here through the show. I know Leanne will work with you. I'd work with you anytime you need somebody. So um, absolutely. Just don't ever hesitate uh, as we're growing this show and our presence out there in the media world. I look forward to seeing the growth of your 180 acre um, venture. And I know you do a, a lot of great social media, so I always follow that. So I'm looking forward to see how that moves along. Well, again, guys, I appreciate having you on. It's great to see you guys. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, uh, Jeff, it's been, you know, what, a year and a half since we talked. So yeah. um, it's been catching up with you as well. And I got to catch up with Leanne a couple, I don't know, month, month ago yeah. about. Time so flies. It yeah. does. It it's does. Good. Uh, you were actually, <clears throat> when I started this show almost seven years ago, you were one of my first 10 guests or something. Oh, was, wow. It's been a long time. I was working at a different big media company then and all that, but you were, and I didn't know a, a thing about you. I had no idea because <laughs> <clears throat> somebody had said to me like, you know about this operation barbecue relief? And I went, no. So, you know, <laughs> I had, I had to go do my due diligence and then, and then I called you and it took a while for me to, to connect with you because you were busy and, yep. uh, you know, doing that. So it's worked out pretty good so far. So thank you, Stan. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Well, Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you guys. We'll be back next okay. week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. And so for Leanne and Stan and myself, we thank you for listening and um, take care. And don't forget our motto. We always say that, turn it, don't burn it. Be good, everybody. <laughs>